Before this episode of Countdown to Infinity, an Avengers podcast, I just want to let you know of a way you could support the pod and gain access to all kinds of free episodes and be ahead uh, from the free feed. You can go to patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D, and for as little as a dollar, um, you can listen to all kinds of episodes, uh, Marvel-related episodes, Star Wars-related episodes, exclusive stuff like a movie trivia game that we have there, um, and you get to to know you you're helping us out helping helping out your favorite pod um all right without further ado let's get some vampires Welcome to Countdown to Infinity and Avengers podcast. This season, we're 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 not talking about the MCU because there are no new MCU movies no for a time. MCU, but we are talking about non MCU movies, and we're talking about one of I would say the cult favorites, and that is Guillermo del Toro's Blade Two sequel to the Wesley Snipes led a uh, vampire hunter Marvel comic book adaptation. That's a long sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name's Emmanuel. Hey, what it is? It's Andrew. Hey, I'm John. Are you guys uh, interested in vampires? <laughs> uh, no. They're very I'm, well because it's funny. We had a discussion. That's my least favorite, like, well, because quote unquote monster. monster? We yeah. all we all saw the Invisible Man and how it was a reimagining of uh, a classic source material or something that was. I couldn't see that, the. That I, seemed, I couldn't see the Invisible Man. Well, and it, we thought it was something that seemed dated, and so it was a really cool like yeah. um, retelling of the story. And so we we kind of talked about it in a conversation, like which one would you do, and which mm. one, which uh, Universal movie monster would you come Karen up with? Kasuma is doing and, like Dracula now. I well, think yeah, from and Blumhouse. I always think that vampires just is just tough because it's overdone. Like it's yeah. it's been overdone to we death. Got, it's a we classic got, monster. Well, even with Funny like vampires with what we do in the shadows, sexy vampires Twilight, with Twilight and, and then, True Blood. Yeah, True Blood and like uh, you, the gory vampire we've seen yeah right. 30 days of night yeah. and you've had uh you know um obviously uh, bram stroker's uh, gary oldman and bella lugosi and you know Ugh. the the list goes van helsing remember with hugh jackman oh, yeah. and cgi vampires yeah <laughs> and there's just so many that uh, uh interview with the vampire nosferatu, uh, nosferatu the og yeah yeah exactly and so um none of us touched no none of us wanted to do dracula <laughs> Yeah, we all said something else because of how again yeah. just just uh, weird they are, and because all of the, does do they're, all of them get bit by something? They're the, humans the too. The wolf gets bit by something. The yeah. the vampires get bit by something. You know, they're just humans, really. Like just the, bad guys. The strain, the strain also. The strain is vampires. They're very, of. but you can totally. T- I, I mean, am legend, kind of. Again, Not really, we may be projecting this because um, the production history that i found on this which wasn't much because i didn't really look for much but like it wasn't oh like you know, shots fired well no it's just um i think you know vampires like if we're if we're connecting it to i mean in the del toro sense like because del toro does um you know have some vampiric stories um you can tell he loves them yeah he likes vampires classic they're classic monsters in a romantic sense you know like bram stoker's dracula and stuff like that and um you know del toro's first movie chronos is about uh, vampirism. It's a very different take on vampirism. That's yeah. why I kind of like that movie as a vampire movie. Um, it's a very different take on on vampires. Um, he also does the. He also co-wrote the Strain. You know the Strain series of books. Yeah. Um. There's three three books of the Strain, which was eventually adapted into a you know a television series, which you know also has some very familiar looking vampires. I would say. Um. 
So yeah, so vampires to me, um, as a kid, I thought they were horrifying. Like I, I would not want to watch a movie with vampire because vampires seem to be kind of like above any other monster. They're kind of like more animalistic and uh, and monstrous. They have I sharp guess. teeth. They literally bite you and manic almost in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're kind of like they have always have wide eyes and they're always yeah. hissing at you. You for know, some you know why I was scared of them was like, because of all the sex they were having. I was like, oh, there's probably STDs all over their little orgies. Yeah. See, like it's always everything in vamp- vampirism is kind of like it's almost like sexual in nature, right? In a way, it's sort mm, of. Cause yeah. like even, well, John, even, I, I'm liking what you're laying down, baby. Well, like even stuff that I, I'm trying to think of a lot of, I'm, I'm now realizing I don't, I'm not very well versed in vamp- vampiric shit, I guess now. <laughs> like I'm just thinking about it. You got garlic, you got silver bullets, well, no, you got no, orgies. I was telling I was John, I said, silver bullets are a werewolf thing. I was it? trying to bring that. I don't know. I, I need to check I on that. I think it's both. I think no, it's both. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty both. sure because there was the, I don't know if it's the a wooden sure stakes thing. to the heart. That was that's vampires. for sure. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, but that's, again, like there's holy water vampires. Anything with 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 the sunlight vampires, basically. Anything with Jesus. But that's why I was like silver bullets. Like they would have to be blessed. In gar- yeah, what about, with like, garlic in the, or, and holy water, but there's also like or? realistic vampire stories where like it, vampires a disease and the silver still works against them, but like yeah, no crosses work. I so should, apparently, yeah. silver bullets technically shouldn't have an effect on on exactly. them lore, but they have recently been known to kill werewolves, witches, vampires, and other monsters. See, uh, so I so, guess so just so because someone changed the canon. I guess I think Somebody it's just it. because people are like gold and silver, like that we've used that since forever. Yeah, and there's different mythology apparently. And That's weird because I was gonna say like the this whatever. whole romantic sense of vampires like you know it comes from Anne rice and shit um what is it what what vampire reason oh. uh, you had blood on my nose but um yeah so like i don't i don't really um i don't come from a giant world of vampire stories or even vampire movies i think some of my favorite vampire movies are like let the right one in and uh, 30 days of night there's definitely horror like the horror aspect of vampires are good i never like the idea of just uh like families or I mean, I'm describing like Twilight. Twilight. I'm sorry. Right. Like, cause like if vampires yeah. like, are like, you know, you think of like these pure blood esque type they of things. They can die. Like, yeah, They've exactly. seen everything. It's yeah, kind of weird. Immortal. Um, but yeah, the part where they suck people's blood and suck them off, suck them off. I think that's time kinda, for a little sucky, sucky. The original suck off. Fucking creepy. Um, yeah, well, let's talk creepy. about blade. So you guys have, blade two. I assume that the comic books, I've never read a blade comic book, the blade Marvel comics. Are they darker? Are they yes. closer to like gory? Yes. type? The, he's what you call part of the Marvel Knights. And Ooh. so the Marvel Knights are the, a little bit more extreme, um, heroes like anti-heroes also like uh, Blade and the Punisher and Moon Knight where they just get a little bit more violent than the rest good intentions but a little bit more violent what it's is because um, Blade came about from a from a comic book that Marvel did in the 70s called the Tomb of Dracula where yeah. Marvel didn't want to do superhero stuff they did horror stuff the monsters yeah so they did horrific stuff horror stuff there and so like you know they have uh you know dracula tomb of dracula would dracula is literally a character in like the marvel universe and would basically like you know you know there'd be monster stories horror stories and then after a while after a while crocodile you know they would imply you know they would uh, you know basically implement um characters from the wider marvel universe so you know uh uh, you know, Dracula would fight eventually, you know, uh, so Spider-Man, Robert so the Duck, and Blade. The, in the world of Marvel, there are vampires. For yeah, sure. There's monsters. Yeah. Yeah. More monsters. Morbius, the vampire. There's, there's everything. Morbius, the vampire, Jared Leto, yeah. he's coming out later. Oof. 
um he's a spider-man the villain. spider-man universe yeah and uh i think it's just i mean even frankenstein to some extent yeah, frankenstein, yeah. the frankenstein the werewolf the howling yeah. commandos i mean they're, they're werewolf, all the, werewolf by night yeah so they're all the uh blade 2 is a sequel so blade the first the first blade is kind of the origin mm-hmm. right story is that similar to his origin in the comic books yeah, I don't know. I haven't actually looked up that thing. Because he's a, he's a vampire himself. He's like yeah, always going to have... I mean, Marshall Ali is also going to play him in the new iteration yeah. in the MCU. Two-time Oscar winner. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Ooh. Demolition Man. Uh, uh, what's w- the other one that he was in? What? Who, Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Uh, so Blade's mom was killed or was bitten by a vampire and then she had Blade and Blade was born as a half-human. He's a half He's a day-walker. Yeah, he's a mudblood. A mudblood. Um, which isn't... Cause a lot of this movie, it goes to the moodiness of the movie. It takes place at night, but that makes sense. They're vampires. It's very super crazy, like 90s. Uh, yeah. 2002. Like, oh, shit. But the yeah, first yeah. one was 90. Yeah, 98. Yeah. Well, well let's yeah. talk about Blade. When you were kids, what was your introduction to the Blade films? Because I was not allowed to watch these movies. Um, I think it was the first Blade. I think it was yeah. my buddy Roy who was because my brother John is three years older than me. And we had a friend that was three, older, three years older than him. And so because we were friends with his brother. And so he was kind of like the one who would like watch us and stuff like that. And so he really had access to movies like that. Yeah. So he yeah. loved like heavy metal. He loved like Static X. Loved. Um, He's a goth boy. Loved. Um, I wouldn't say goth stuff, but he just loved of like you know um screamo 995 kiss no just saying but like yeah, well, also, it's very like you a rocker foo are you a rocker <laughs> well, it's also the um, thing it's, is like, it's like you like aeon flux you like the resident <sighs> evil movies uh that scene where uh in the matrix uh you he's walking through the club and uh, rob rob zombies uh, dig through the ditches and burn through the witches of which which blade the first blade thing i ever saw was some kind of rave where they were sucking people's blood and there's that's blood the first, the first one. Oh, I, yeah, yeah okay fuck yeah I've seen that. that's the opening scene of the first one that's yeah, yeah he goes in there and he fucking cleans the fucking house. That's when the TV got turned off, and they're like, "No, no, no, no." Yeah, Blade <laughs> is one of the um one of the more popular B characters of the Marvel. He's universe. very he's like a cult a fan favorite. Like 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 I mean I would and I think like, that yeah. the movies have something to do with that for a sure. Lot. Like I think the character of Blade was probably you know well, obviously he's been around since the seventies, but like he his popularity didn't jump until Wesley Snipes played him in this first movie. And these were successful movies. So were, we yeah. when we talk about the MCU and the things that kind of laid the groundwork for uh, people to continue making Marvel movies, Blade has to be in that pantheon. Oh, definitely. I think Blade is a big... um part yeah big part of that and i think people forget that and it's also easy to forget too because like it's so low budget and you know it's made by you know it's written by david goyer and shit and like uh they're kind of, they're kind of in that same uh they all feel the same you know we're kind of way. yes they kind of do the first one and the second one kind of feel sort of similar i think the second one has more the one we're talking about right now it has it's a little bit more stylistic and blade trinity is like and blade the, trinity whew, is yeah blade leap. trinity is a um is weird it's it's a because it's it's very much the commercialized version of this franchise. Yeah. Like, it's you know, closer it's got, to Eon Flo. It's got it Jessica Biel. Yeah. It's got Ryan Reynolds. It's got Triple H. It's wow. got like fucking Parker Posey. Um, yeah. Patton Oswalt. It's uh, it, yeah. So like these Blade movies um, really skyrocketed the character, and that's the whole reason there have been um, recently there have always been rumblings about like why can't you bring Wesley Snipes' Blade into the franchise because you know blah 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 this well people also want this is this sets the tone this sets the tone for Blade though like that's why people want the new Blade to be rated R and to be right moody yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen because way. all these Blade movies were like that I think part right. of the reason why they have a cult following was because a lot of people weren't allowed to watch these movies until now so now they're discovering it later because they were so violent and bloody and uh 
don't think they're that sexual, but they are very they're not too sexual. There's like sexual imagery in it, but like I guess, uh, as I guess much it as, depends on what gets you off. Well, just as I, much as you would get like in the of, late nineties because of the you know sucky. I mean? Like yeah, if that's well, and also it's like a, the sucky because well, <laughs> the vampires have always been like super crazy, like yeah, uh, manipulators, like, and, and also it's always like a sexual like a thing because vampirism like, means literally a, like to like feed off of people. The tension, they're yeah. so much stronger than. Remember you. Interview with the Vampire? Like that's a sexy ass movie, and it's a good movie. Like this is the second movie podcast today. And we were always talking about how sexy Henry Cavill. Hey, is he a vampire? Tom Cruise. He might be a vampire. Uh, interview with a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Whoa. He's Ooh. back, baby. Antonio Banderas. Um, well, let's talk about Blade 2. So seductive. this is also... That's the word, seductive. Yeah. Where okay. like, I have to seduce you to let me inside your house if I was so that I can suck on your neck. That's, oh. that's another thing. You have to be invited in. Remember I love that? both Fright Night movies. Those are good vampire movies. Fright Night. Fright Night. Uh, mm-hmm. Underrated. Very underrated. First I don't one, remember. The first yeah. one, which was uh, in the 80s, which uh, is kind of Let the horrifying. right one in. I'm just kidding. I did say let the right one in. Oh, shit. And no, then the which second, version, though? The American one or the... Let, let Me really In is Matt, one of them. Let Me In is Matt Reeves. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> A little bit of spice. Also, 30, 30 Days of Night is horrifying to me. Yeah. Like, it's pretty horrifying. For sure. It's like the running zombie. That's the one in the snow, right? Yeah, because like in, in Alaska, there yep. is like a... day. <laughs> like 30 Days of Night. Yeah, that's a, so clever of yeah. a concept. For sure. Yeah. Oh, in Twilight. Um, let's talk about Blade 2. So you Blade tweak. 2 was... What? Guillermo del Toro. I said you tweak. I'm a power bottom. Everyone knows that. I'm a, I'm a notorious power bottom. Jeez. Um, I am a blouse. This is what, what they the call fuck? me. Because yeah. they just wear me. <laughs> you are a sock. Power oh, top. Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm a, okay, no. Uh, Blade 2 is also a Guillermo del Toro joint. Guillermo del Toro. Somehow yeah, a good... the bull. He's a good fit for a Blade movie in some respects. For don't sure. you think? He 100%. He makes, you know, mimic uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Hellboy, the shape of water, the shape of water. I'm gonna go through his uh, filmography right now. Okay, there you go. In español, por favor, para que te pueda entender. Well, I have to for this. Guillermo del Toro. Hey, shut up. Let me talk. You shut up. So he has Dona Lupe. Yeah, he was the director, writer, producer in 1985. Geometria. That's a good short. Uh, 1987. You've seen it. You want me to spoil it? Yes, it's just the. It's. I know. Whoa! Don't spoil it for the viewers. You showed it to me. That's why. Um, Kronos, 1993, writer director. Mimic, 1997, writer director. Uh, uh, he, that was that was Mimic. I've right, seen he's also writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. We'll get into that. <laughs> Devil's Backbone, amazing fucking movie. Writer, My favorite director, beer. Writer director, uh, producer, 2001. Blade Two, 2002. Nice. Hellboy, writer director, 2004. Pan's Labyrinth. Wow, right after that, huh? Writer director, producer, 2006. Two superhero movies back to back. Wow. Hellboy Two, The Golden Army, writer director, 2008. Pacific Rim, writer, director, producer, 2013. Huh. Crimson Peak, writer, director, producer, 2015. Underrated. And it's not on this list, but um, Shape of Water, writer, director, producer, probably 2017. If you like fish sticks, <laughs> probably 2017. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was 2017. <laughs> I said, if you like fish sticks, there's fish in a lot of these movies. <laughs> it's true. A lot of. A lot of fish fucking going on. <laughs> Talking about Hellboy as well, because there's some mind fucking. Well, yeah, he also, I love that it, they put the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Um, okay, the, the intro, right? 20, the, the couch gag? 24? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You did 24? No, I mean the, the 24th Treehouse oh. of Horror. Episode. I was like, what? That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, I, so, I, I, it seems, I mean, we love Guillermo. 
He's so a good guy. The Troll Hunters series on Netflix. That's him. Too. That's him. People yeah. love it. People love Troll Hunters. But so he definitely has a touch to his movies. He he's had, a Dead Stranding. Hideo Kojima. He he. The strain. He's great at creating like tangible feeling uh, worlds, and not just we're talking. Um, I mean, very literally in these monster movies, but like, also just very well thought out well, thematic. If, if there was a theme park films. for all of his movies. That I wouldn't want to crazy because that would be so terrifying. From the sick yeah. and twisted mind, it would, it would look like hell just opened up. He does oh these God. little tours of his house, which have all these like design concepts and story bibles and stuff like yeah. that. And I would love to visit that. That's awesome. Let's like, go to his know. house right now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's hop in the car. Yeah. I was gonna say Tarantino, Del Toro. Um, ooh, uh, fucking shit. Not, but anyway, um, but what is, were we going on? But I also feel like because this is good, this is of definitely Tarant. Oh, of Tarant. Tarant stamp. This is a Del Toro feeling movie. But I will say that something happens in his filmmaking after Pan's Labyrinth. Because Pan's Labyrinth, when it came out, was the highest grossing foreign language film, I believe of all time, like rated R. When it came out, it was nominated for an Oscar. And I think after that movie, he got a little bit more uh, control over the things he got to make. I don't know if you guys feel that in movies after Pan's Labyrinth. Because... In these, he talks about it in Mimic, he has to kind of play in the studio system and he has to do that for Blade 2 as well. Because you do feel like he didn't get to do everything that he wanted to do in Blade 2 or in um, Mimic. And I think he's very open about these movies being studio movies and him trying to navigate what he wants to do. And mm -hmm. then the fact that they're like, oh, we need to have 20 more fight scenes. Uh, because that was in the first Blade movie. Right, yeah. I think, um, but I think he, I mean, he adapts to it quite well. I think what you were talking about, you know, Mimic earlier, like I, every time I've seen Del Toro kind of talk about Mimic, he kind of talks bad about it. Not bad yeah. so much about the movie, but the experience. So he says like, you know, he was, he learned to say no or something like that on Mimic. Mm. Because mm. like, you know, they always kept telling him, telling him to do this or do that. Um for these, um, you can totally tell he had a lot of fun. I did kind of look up what he's thought about Blade 2. Um, he said he did not want to change the script a whole lot. It's also David Goyer. I don't yeah, know if you he can didn't change want... it that much. Oh, I mean, he, you, that, you very highly recommended to change it, if you, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, wow. But Guillermo del Toro um, did not want to change the script that much, and he wanted to make it look like a comic book and a Japanese anime, which I did totally get that from a lot of these sequences. Like, it does look very anime-inspired, because mm. um, there's close-ups, and there's movement in the close-ups that looks very unnatural. Like, it looks like it's a splash page, or it's like, you know, there's like energy in the background that looks like it's about to, you need to smack someone and there's stuff. there's also a lot of uh like lore and things that are based on honor like there's it's a very and there's a family too right of those original vampires or the really who ended up being the bad guys like the really fucked up vampires what are they called the reapers the not the reapers that? the older ones the one who has the de- the son and the oh we'll look it up right now well they're just called the vampires like oh really oh, yeah, okay just like they just look different than the other vampires yeah the mean ones. Yeah, the mean vampires. Um, but yeah, um, apparently, and then Del Toro's such a, like, I mean, such a visualist. Like, he basically went and studied, you know, Japanese anime, like, to prep for this film. Japanese anime and source material Blade Comics. And he also studied the entire, he studied the dailies, not just, like, the movie. He studied the dailies and also just extra footage that Stephen Norrington, Stephen Norrington was the director of the first Blade movie. 
he studied um, dailies and the visual style of Norrington so that he could blend these two movies together. So you know what I mean? So he can make an actual sequel to it. Yeah. And so that's really it cool. It looks similar. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's something that the MCU does now. Like the, at least they have like a visual guide to the MCU films right, yeah. to make them feel connected. So it's nice that he was proactive in that. I bet you that was well, his I mean, intention. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like he wanted to make it like it, it leads into the second movie. And yeah. so like, that's pretty cool. You still see some Del Toro esque stuff in it. Like I feel like the lighting, like especially when he plays with color, like especially like a harsh yellow light or something like that's totally Del Toro. Like I can, and then especially when he plays with the blues, like the way the blues are kind of like, you know, there's a, there's, there's a fight in the church with, uh, um, the head reaper guy in blade, yeah. you know, and you know, you're getting all these blue tones like through, through the windows and stuff. And it reminded me a lot of uh, Kronos because Kronos is shot entirely, mm. in my opinion, like in uh, It's like cool mood tones. lighting almost, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what like I, I get from Del Toro, or at least the Del Toro-esque things, um, other than the design of the Reapers, because I almost guarantee you the design of the Reapers is might be him. Does that make any sense? Like the way... Yeah, the way they look, grotesque. the way they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so Bald. <laughs> and the way they, like, they're all like, you know... White. They're, yes. Like they're, they're like Nosferatu. All super white. And they look like... Yeah, you're right. They look like a classic... classic a classic Del Toro interpretation well, of what a, a vampire they're not, they're not in black leather. Let's talk about the Reapers. I'm going to go over the synopsis here of the movie. I know a lot of you have already watched this. Then we'll talk about the Reapers in full because they're basically the MacGuffin of the film. Yeah. Um, but two blood-soaked years after Deacon Frost's nightmare plan in Blade, the indestructible, the indestructible half-human, half-vampire hybrid Blade finds himself in the middle of an attack as a feral strain of insatiable bloodsuckers named the the Reapers feed on mortals and immortals Vampire. alike. Under those dire circumstances, Blade reluctantly agrees to make an uneasy pact with his eternal adversaries and lead an elite squad of vampire assassins against the mutual enemy. Can Blade avert the imminent advent of a horrifying new breed of undead predators? Question mark. I completely forgot. I mean, I didn't forget, but we definitely have to talk about those vampire assassins too, because I feel like they're all... A-listers now. Don, Not A-listers. Donnie Yen yeah, and oh Ron my Perlman. God. Yeah, Ron Perlman. Tony Curran, who was in who was in Doctor Who. He played the, the Vincent, yeah, uh, Vincent Van, Gogh. Van Gogh. And Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Norman Reedus. Yeah. Norman Reedus is in this. Um, it's got a country yeah. singer in there. Let's talk about... Oh, Chris Christopherson. Let's talk about the Reapers first. So, what do you think about... They're the villain. There is also a like a lead Reaper, I guess, in an interesting way. Right. But what do you think about the uh, I think this new iteration of vampire? Vampire! I think it's very uh, stereotypic, where it's like the, the vampire to the vampire. Like, what do they have to fear? And like, what's next? There's something that preys on them, and so he, they have us running scared, and you know, stuff like that. But it's actually done pretty well. I actually enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I was going to, because I thought it was going to feel dated, which it kind of does, but um, in a good way. Um... Yeah, just uh, interesting on how uh, they kind of toss some of that aside eventually. Where yeah. they're like, "There's a bunch of them," and they're like, "We'll get rid of all of them in one fucking go." You can still and kill then, them. Yeah, like, yeah, they're still very killable. I mean, that was one of the scenes that I liked the most was them trying to figure out yeah. what hurt them because they go in there and they're like, "Oh, it's mm. the elite team," and like they're meant to blade and stuff, and they're they're picked apart so easily, and in their the efforts are just futile. Yeah, there's and a lot work of moments of this that kind of feel like that second Hellboy in the sewers and shit, looking for. Yeah, that other uh, monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's true. Huh. 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 Um, let's go down the list of the cast. Uh, I don't know if you got it, John. 
I have one, but I don't I know how that. good it is. You're just like, just okay. Whistler, Chris Christopherson, Chris Reinhardt, Ron Perlman, Nisa Lenore Varela. She has a really big turn in this movie. Scud, Norman Reedus. Scud. Damaskinos, Thomas Kreshman, Nomak, Luke Gloss, uh, and the rest. Donnie yes, Snowman, Donnie Yen, Conan, Carol. Wrote, I don't know if this is going in any order. Priest, Tony Curran, fuck, Lighthammer. <laughs> Rush, these are all like one word names, but they're the elite. What did you guys think about the elite squad of vampire hunters, including Hellboy himself, Ron, Ron, Ron Perlman, and the zombie hunter himself, Norman, Norman Cletus? Cletus. Cletus. Um, I thought all of those people, I mean, I think, I think when we were, when they went down the list, I mean, cause I knew Ron Perlman, Perlman was in it, but yeah, like when I saw Tony, head. Tony Curran, <laughs> Tony Curran, Curran, yeah. Tony Curran as like, you know, as priest. And I was like, Oh look, it's the Vincent guy. And then all of a sudden Andrew was like, is that Donnie Yen? I was like, Oh shit, it is Donnie Yen. And I knew that they were going to want to utilize his, his, with his, his <laughs> yeah. fights, his fight skills. And oh, I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, so he instantly started we, kicking. We're one with the force. The for- the force it with it us. does kind of, when I saw them, I, in my head, I was like, Oh, this is going to be an action movie. Like this is going to be a, I told you right before we started Team recording that at, uh, in the first 30 minutes, there's like four fights that happen already. Already, And yeah. then you see new fighters and they're like, oh, yeah. here's more. Well, at one point, the, it's that scene where they go in and the, the, the elite squad is trying to kill all the Reapers. Yeah. You don't see Blade for like 15 minutes. Oh, it's in the club, right? Or yeah. And like so yeah. I was like telling John, like, oh, fuck, everyone almost forgot that it was a Blade movie. That Blade's in this movie. Yeah. yeah because it, it had a 15 whole, a whole 15 minute sequence, a fight sequence of them dealing with the Reapers and finding out that. You know. Yeah, that's what's kind of unique about these Blade movies is uh, they kind of remind me of zombie movies because the deaths are fun or rated R, like cutting people in half and shit. But that's something that I wouldn't think to expect in a Marvel movie. In a Marvel movie Does that make right. sense? Like, yeah. I feel like Perlman got cut in half before he did he get cut straight down the middle or something? Cut, yeah, straight yeah. down the middle. Oh, and half from the peen well, also to the, the top way, of the... the, way the from Reapers, tip to taint. The way the Reapers <laughs> kill the vampires, like with that whole giant mouth that expands yeah. and stuff, like that is pretty It's like awesome. a snake yeah. where they're like, why do you have that line on your jaw? And I was like, damn, they can tell. Scary stuff. Like, I, I think that's what, um, partially what del toro is really good at other than of course the fish sex um is his ability to have these uh horrify horrifying you, really, moments yeah. Like, yeah and it's it's something that he even play i mean we talk i mean this is one of his earlier films i think this counts as an earlier film for Guillermo del toro oh, but definitely, he yeah. just gets better and better at it as his you know tenure goes on it's very true. Well, and the one sequence comes to mind when uh, that big dude, that hammer dude, yeah. he, he gets bit and obviously he hides it from them. And Donnie Yed's in the sewers and you just see him like turned and he's behind him. Oh, yeah, he's scary. I was like, ooh, scary. I like this. It's, When's it, this ticking time bomb going to go off? And there is also, and I mean, we can talk about the actual story. There's a big twist in this movie when we realize that the people that helped Blade are also the people that want him dead or i guess who are releasing the reapers right yeah um, yeah and then everyone this is actually really similar to mission impossible uh ron perlman ends up yes. being the one of the bad guys at the end mm-hmm. what did you think about west what well what did you think about blade as a character in this movie did, did much happen there for you i don't, know, dude, I don't, I don't think so no yeah see like i think blade is again kind of like you're watching a movie like uh like Cobra, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm. where it's just like a stoic character who's just supposed to be badass. And I yeah. know Wesley Snipes, even during this production, had a lot of control over the character. 
So, oh, like, you know, I see. Del Toro wouldn't give Snipes much direction because Snipes knew what he wanted to do because he took ownership of the character. He's been that guy. Right, exactly. That being said, I think Snipes said that, like, he he actually does have to do... He said there is some acting involved in tr- making the character believable and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, you know, because there is... There is... there. He does also have this... I don't know if it's romantic or not, but he does also have, like, this connection with... Um, the daughter of the yeah, bad yeah, guy. Nisa. Yeah, yeah. Nisa. Um, I was just reading too. They were supposed to have a sex scene. So there goes that sexless thing or Ooh. whatever. But the, that, that, that's one of the biggest things is he doesn't have many personal connections. No, he's in he this had, movie. Doesn't have a whole lot of emotional depth either. Like as played, like he's just, he wears sunglasses. You can't see his eyes. His closest friends are those, uh, the, uh, Norman Reedus and, and, uh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. yeah the, um, the star is born. No, but they're sure. mostly just friends too. Like, I feel like they're just work colleagues. Yes, they are. They're just work colleagues. And, and um and I like that that's the f- the source of humor because you know Blade is this straight face person who just you know is very cocky and stuff like that yeah um as the Blade is a character um I think he's really cool I don't um I would like to see him in a Marvel you know it, further adventures mm. um you know even as Wesley Snipes I know uh, uh Snipes Wesley <laughs> Snipes I know we're getting Marshala Ali as Blade in a couple of years so which he's is, probably gonna kill it he's gonna do great which, yeah exactly he's, he's probably gonna True be detective, awesome and then all his Oscars and Emmys but um I would like to see more um of this in current current incarnation of blade doing yeah. more stuff that being said i think whenever you do get to blade trinity um you've kind of already done all that you needed to do yeah and it looks like snipes was quickly losing interest in you know doing this you can totally tell it, he he seems like a character in this movie at least where things are just happening to him right, does that make right. sense yeah, he's yeah, not yes, really definitely. affecting much change other than like winning the fight sequences mm-hmm. but he is really just a witness to what's happening and then he gets in the way of it right. you know, at, towards the end. The Blade character, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm neutral on the um, overall Blade character itself, though, because I don't read a whole lot of Blade stories. I know he pops in every now and then when there's a horror thing that happens in Marvel. Um, and, you know, even when I watched, when you watch like an old Spider-Man cartoon, he will pop in because yeah. like, you know, um, I don't know where he fits. Like one it's of his villains, yeah. well, I mean, he interacts with Spider-Man mainly because Morbius, the living vampire is a vampire. <laughs> And so, like, you know... He Blade, needs his help. Yeah, Blade will... Yeah, is it, in the comic kind of, books, is he... Where is he based? New York or just everywhere? He's all over the place. Um, I think he's based in New York, like most of the Marvel heroes are. Yeah. But um, I think also, too, the... Man, New York, huh? Fucked. Well, the... <laughs> COVID. Uh, a fun fact about the... Uh, shit. About the uh, sequel... Or this movie was supposed to actually have Morbius, the living vampire. I think the... Goyer said that leading into the second movie, he was hoping to be Morbius would be like the supervillain of the second one. Wow. That, 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 ended up happening. that is something too with the, the villain in this movie was a, a very like, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but he was just another bad guy. The, the lead reaper dude. So right. sounds like he sort of it, it comes from a Del Toro-esque I don't know if this is again this is all probably just um, Goyer stuff like but mm, like that's I true because like, he didn't he doesn't even have writing credit in this movie right yeah Del Toro but the thing is like I still felt like you know the pushing of the family drama and the way or maybe the way it was presented to us was very Del Toro-esque like even like the way yeah I mean I know the designs are obviously Del probably Del Toro like most mm. likely because you know when you get into the um, you know, um, you know, that vampire lab at the very end, you know, the, the lead vampires, like, you know, chamber is all like, you know, red drapes and, you know, everything's gold and it's, you know, yeah. something looks like it's out of like, you know, you know, it looks like a, I don't want to say Victorian, but it's, it's like, like you gothic. Know, it's, yeah. It's like super gothic and it's something that doesn't fit with the rest of like the, the aesthetic. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that's the, the total bleeding yeah. through here. That's what I'm saying. Like you see a lot of Hellboy, like yeah, yeah, what's going to be yeah. Hellboy. Uh-huh. I feel like he almost uses a, the same sets sometimes or right. the same 
yeah, this like I don't know, like but, it feels very connected. But the head reaper, yeah, you're right, is very stereotypical villain. As soon as he accomplishes his goal yeah. of like killing his father, which you know that goal is revealed kind of late in the movie, mm-hmm. um, he does turn, you know, and you have the his actual like, final showdown yeah, with like, Blade. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And then those, yeah, well, yeah, cool. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to play a game, and then we'll return to talk more about Blade. Blade. Welcome back. We're about to take a break. Oh, shit. (laughs) We're not about to. We're back from the break, actually. We're back from the break. We're here to play a really fun game. And this is a game called... Wesley Snipes uh, 2006 income tax uh, conviction. So Wesley Snipes had tax problems. He didn't claim $24 million worth of income. And so here's the game. I'm going to say some things that you can either claim to deduct on your taxes or not claim. And you guys will tell me whether it's a real claim or not. It's tax season, although COVID has pushed back the deadline to July 15th, which is great for me. Um, But you can (laughs) deduct things from your taxes. So I'm going to say some things and you guys can tell me whether or not you think that's a real deduction or you can't deduct that, baby. All right, cool. We don't we're not playing buzzes or anything. If you say true. Okay. It's just true. It's true or false? True or false, baby. Ready? (gasps) Breast augmentation. (gasps) True. True. That's right. It is true. You both get a point. Uh, yeah. Breast augmentation can be deductive if, if it's essential to your job. So strippers or Jeez. models, you can deduct breast augmentation. Okay. I can't just do it for fun. It's a weird one to start on, but go yep. for it. All right, Considering cool. none of us have breasts. <laughs> <Per vote. laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, I'm just going down the list. And, uh, He's all pushing them together. Just, now you have breasts. Hey. Do we talk about how sexual vampires are? <laughs> um, uh, prostitution expenses. False. Andrew, can you deduct prostitution expenses? Uh, true. It's false. Shit. Um, John, sure. we got that Prostitution point. is illegal. Oh, so no. I thought you meant like if you were a prostitution worker. So that so the uh, people who worked at a cat house in Las Vegas did try to deduct taxes and they got audited. Yeah, I was about to say I was like that's illegal. <laughs> um pet food. Uh true. True. Yeah, you can deduct pet food. Isn't that insane? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, especially if you foster pets or anything like that, you can deduct it. Drunk driving False. costs. False. You can deduct drunk Ooh. driving costs. It counts as a casualty loss even though it's your fault. Kind of fun. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Swimming pools. True. True. Yeah. So as long as it's for, a, you can deduct it as a medical expense. Interesting. Uh, whiskey. True. Uh, true. No, you cannot deduct whiskey even if you are using it for business. Um, beer. True. True. Yeah, you can deduct beer as but a business whiskey. expense, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I feel like we're, um, oh shit, maybe I should have put a disclaimer in the, fu- in the, in the beginning. We are not tax, uh, experts. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say that. Uh, don't take tax this as, experts. as actual tax advice. I Googled tax deductions yeah. and this is what I came up with. So please do not the follow your taxes. Would just do that anyway. I know. So. Yeah. I'm worried that people are now like, okay, I drink a lot. Let me yeah, put that there. It's true. I got a swimming true. pool. Yeah, exactly. I get cat food. All right. Private plane travel. True. Wait, you said False. private? Private plane travel. False. True. You can deduct private plane Fuck. travel. 
I did um, it. Trips to Disneyland or theme parks. True. True. Yeah. It, it's deductible as long as you're doing it for business. Okay. Which, you know, is, is not for us. No, I, I did that. You didn't go for business. We po- we're going to podcast about it, aren't Eventually. we, Andrew? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, Maybe. Uh, here's the last one. This one's kind of a boring game. Sorry. Oh, the loser has to do something. So that's that'll be fun. Um, can you count sperm donation as a loss? True. True? No. Oh, Someone shit. did try to count. He donated his sperm and said it was a loss uh, because his of sperm. <laughs> it's a loss of sperm. Because he lost it. All right. Let me do the total. John, you have one, two, three, four, five, six. What shit. The f- Damn. Are you sure? Yep. And then Andrew, you have one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I thought I got one more. Oh, maybe I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know how to do a tiebreaker here because I think it's something. rock, paper, scissors. All right. Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Rock, Ready? paper, scissors, go. Ready? Ready? Go. Three. Oh, just you, you Ready? guys just do one, it. Go. two, three. Rock, paper, scissors, go. Wow. Boom. John is and the loser. One. So yeah. <laughs> based on Emmanuel's reaction, you know that I won. Wow. Because yeah. so, they couldn't see us play. Do? John. Anal. Uh, <laughs> Um, you gotta suck on his neck. Bo- get boy, on there. I know you're gonna turn me <laughs> on. <laughs> I can't turn you loose. Um, obviously, Blade loose. True is one of the Blade True. <laughs> Blade True Blood. Blade Two is one of the most famous uh, vampire uh, movies, but it is not uh, my favorite. My favorite. It's Twilight, baby. So oh, we're gonna read a scene from Twilight great. where you play Edward Cullen and I'll be Bella. Do you have the right <laughs> script over there for you? Why yeah, I do. You, why did you want to be Bella? Okay, here we go. I'll okay. be Bella. You, so we you, just go? We you just try to talk as him. Edward is hot, okay? So you kind of have to elude that. Why do I get a monologue at the very end? Fucking hell. It's also not typed correctly, so. <laughs> oh, luck. really? Yeah, the monologue has weird comment, combined words. <laughs> hold on, let me get in character. <laughs> ready? Like, good luck reading it. Uh, Wait, hold uh, on. Let me just like do a glance real quick. Glomps. Oh yeah, it is not typed correctly at all. <laughs> Bella Swan. Like, I gotta get in Bella Swan's right, mind. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Wait, I'm trying to think of an Edward Cullen voice. You just don't belong to my world, Bella. I belong with you. No, you don't. I'm coming. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> that is the line, but let me put it in context. That is the line. Edward is leaving, and Bella wants to go. She's not. I was like, holy yeah. fuck! I was like, this is the, okay. This let's, is resume. The let's resume pick. right after. I'm I coming. can give you another okay. read. I'm the... coming. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's Ready? resume. Okay, All right. Bella, I don't want you to come. <laughs> God damn it! You don't want me? No. This changes things. All right. But if it's not too much to ask, can you at least promise me something? Don't do anything reckless, for Charlie's sake. And I'll promise something to you in return. Sorry, this is typed really weird. This is something, this is the last time you'll ever see me. I won't come back. And you can go on with your life without any interference from me. It will be like I never existed. I promise. Wow, the tension, the sexual tension. Ooh, wow. brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, John wanna... is kissing me on you... the neck right now. Delphin, we're about to fuck after we <laughs> put this up. About to. I'm done. All right, guys. <laughs> we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back to talk more about Bleed 2. Later. Welcome back uh, from that break. Blade 2. 
more blade two more b2b what else do you guys want to talk about blade two obviously there's a lot of there's some there's a lot of fight sequences i think andrew alluded to it early on there are a lot of fight sequences and that's kind of where it starts to feel like it's becoming a set piece movie where it's like let's go to the church and fight let's go to the sewers and fight that was probably my favorite fight the sewer fight the sewer fight um I, I don't know. I, do you think of Blade as an action movie or do you think of it more as like a, a horror, a horror adventure movie? I think it's both. I think I think the action kind of bleeds into it a little bit more than the horror aspect of it to me. Because like I know that... Um, shit, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the Lionsgate or like the New Line Cinema of like, you know, like the way the aesthetic was back in the early 2000s and late yeah. 90s. Like, you get what I mean? Like I... Like Resident Evil was kind of like that too, where you kind of think it's horror, but then all of a sudden when someone pulls out a gun, like the sequence changes to just a shootout and you're just like, wait, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. And that's the same thing for Blade. Like Blade has like scenes of horrific imagery where you have like, you know, vampires being killed by these reapers and you know, these reapers mouths are busting open and these, the second tongue comes out and it starts like, you know, basically munching on a person's neck and it's so crazy. And then we break out into like a, you know, five or six minute scene with kung fu in it yeah i mean like with and it's not a bad thing i'm not like uh complaining because like you know that's the movie you know but um i think it definitely bleeds more into like i would definitely say blade is more of an action hero than than a horror and it may it may feel like i think at the time maybe it was closer to a true horror because uh of the way horror movies that's where horror 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 movies were i mean we were talking about cgi in the haunting movie during that time right right, yeah so maybe it's because now we see horror is very different to us and i think we take a more cinematic like <laughs> like yes this, suspenseful approach to everything i think you're right i think there's definitely i mean i think people now are tired of cheap horror mm-hmm. but at the time that's kind of all we had in yeah a way. A big in budget a way. at least yeah. at least in big budget sense there's probably a lot going on like on the on the indie and the indie indie, <laughs> indie side. no ticket <laughs> that was, it's like this, the line i remember it's the only line you remember um but yeah i mean i think that combined with just the overall atmosphere that guillermo del toro infuses into his movies um and i think that's maybe you, you were talking about the lighting and we talked about how um, it looks a lot like Hellboy. Even I think that's a lot of what mm-hmm, you yeah. get when you when Gabriel Toro is a master of atmosphere. Yeah, there and you go. Creating those the moods of of the kind of movies. I think Christmas in Peak is a great example of that movie. Is all atmosphere. Is all like atmosphere. It, yeah. So I think that's definitely something that's in this movie and unique. And Wesley Snipes says I think this is his favorite movie that he likes this more than any of his other ones. Yeah. Demolition Man. And that makes total sense too because like it was I think out of the Blade movies. Um, yeah, out of the trilogy of them, this one technically is the strongest one. I mean, the first one has its, um, you know, has its, I guess it, I was going to say its moment, but like it's, it's, it's really cool to have that first one because it's the first of its, you know, the first of this trilogy and you introduce that character and it goes really well. Yeah. And it's um, proof that the concept works. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, it's a really well made action flick back in the day. Um, and then this one kind of just throws it up. I actually do like the, the, twist on its head where like you're fighting a different vampire i know it's kind of like a little cliched in yeah. a way, but like um because it's, it's a new enemy for blade at least right yeah and then it's also really you know it's cool to see him kind of like work you know uh work with his enemies and then not really do that because that the know, double that cross all the time yeah the double cross always happens and the reaper is supposed to be i just think blade the, right like it's it's a hybrid 
Right, right. It's a, it's a hybrid kind of like Blade. Where, and like, that's why so like, it, it's, it's him them. working towards trying to make their race like that. Yeah. Right, Because yeah. Blade is not invincible, the, the but day he's, a, walk he's a better, yeah, he's a better yeah, version of Vampire. He doesn't have any, any weaknesses. Which is weird because from... it's kind of like complete opposite where like the sun doesn't hurt him, but that's the only thing that hurts the Reapers. Yeah. Ooh. Right, yeah. And I think the Reapers in general are just a very pleasing, visually pleasing villain. Like the way they look, it's it's a horrifying villain. It's um, It screams Del Toro at you. Yeah. It's kind of a, an experiment gone awry. Yeah. Right, yeah. and the, But it's like, I guess just the way it looks, like it adds spookiness to what was already there in the first one, you know, because in the first one it was just regular vampires with sunglasses and they all went, <laughs> and then the third one, <laughs> the third like one, what we do in the shadows. Geez. <laughs> oh, uh, when we're Colin, upset. Yeah. Colin Robinson. <laughs> Uh, so yeah and then uh, same thing goes for the third one the third one is literally just a movie with vampires and all they're doing is hissing at you and then this one is kind of this one is the middle of the group and it's like you know it's it's pretty it's awesome they don't have that or like you know it doesn't have a whole lot it has vampires hissing but it has like you know (laughs) but it's got a bunch of other cool shit in it and it's just awesome well the the reason why they're a little more resilient these reapers they have bones don't they have like something protecting their yeah their organs their yeah. organs there's i mean there's so they yeah. have an autopsy scene that is explains to you what <sighs> makes them different and that's like a practical body on the couch like <laughs> the things fucking pounding in there yeah apparently like their body keeps eating after their head is gone wow creepy it's like a reverse zombie thing like when you're, you're just like oh I remember the scene, one of my favorite uh, scenes in this movie, too, is when Blade walks out of the water. Maybe it's because we just saw Land of the Dead where the zombies walk out oh, of the it water. Was, it wasn't water, oh, yeah. it was blood. Oh, yeah, the blood pool. <laughs> but yeah. that, I thought that was pretty cool, too. I forget that not only does everyone, everyone betrays him. Even Scud betrays him. Do you remember that? Norman Reedus yes, he does. is also a bad guy. <laughs> Cletus. He's Cletus. a familiar. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's plenty of familiars in familiar, this, too. Very familiars. There's the uh, older familiar. It was like, yes, hello, hello, Mr. Blade. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And so, so, I guess it, it kind of makes blade a little more suspicious of everyone i don't know what ha- i haven't i don't remember blade trinity but i assume he's he got has triple h I, I, yeah i assume he has less friends than he's ever had in blade trinity um, you know, all his friends Reynolds. are dead i think whistler dies in blade trinity at one whistler point. yeah <laughs> and then um but yeah you got ryan reynolds who was in his pre-deadpool days and stuff and then um pre-deadpool ryan reynolds yeah pre-deadpool ryan reynolds so uh pre-deadpool but post two guys in a pizza place oh boy right and reynolds I love that show, by the way. Um, yeah, Blade 2 is a pretty great flick. Um, I love it as a little stepping stone that uh, Del Toro did to get to where he's at now. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's awesome. I don't think we would have gotten most of the stuff, if, obviously, if he hadn't made that movie. Yeah. So. And, and, and this movie was successful. Like, just as successful as the first one. Made a shit ton of money. Might be the most successful, one would say. Not I, who knows? Until the new one. Yeah. I mean, back then, successful uh, was $155 million. Now, successful... You have to break like 400, yeah. yeah, you have to be like 400 million. So I think it's pretty successful for a time. Let's talk about the future of Blade. Obviously, we've already talked La about Maher, Maher, I can't say his name, Ali, Mahershala, Ali. Ali, two-time Oscar winner, and I mean, uh, I just, I, I, I will edge you a four. I'm just, <laughs> just saying say that hard one. names. Yeah. Um, but so he, he is the new Blade. Um, what do you guys think about that choice? And what do you think about the blade in the future? And I guess the being MCU part of the blade. MCU. Yeah. I have no, I actually would hope they make this blade a little, this is going to sound blasphemous because of, you know, the MCU, everything's connected, but I don't want blade to interact with anybody just yet. Like, can we not have like a Spider-Man or anyone showing up in that first movie? Yeah. Like I kind of want it to be, 
as separate as what that first Doctor Strange movie was. You know what I mean? Like how very, very separate everything was. You, we get. I a, like that. Well, I just I, don't think I can't see Blade. Like again, I, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm obviously gonna eat my words in a couple of years when they do team up with all of them. Yeah, but. I don't see the tone. The worlds of Blade and the MCU are very, very different. I want to see what they're what, what they're doing to MCUify. I guess so that world they have, and this is Sony pig- pigeonholing this in because they can now still because the deal. But Morbius is in the MCU, um, but Morbius doesn't look like any other MCU movie. It act- if you watch the trailer, it's so it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole different thing. Even the Spider-Man's in it or something. It's a poster, yeah. Um, so I wonder, because Morbius is a vampire and Blade's coming out. I know they're separate, you know, studios, but you would think it's a, it's a pretty obvious setup, especially if Blade's hunting vampires to think that, you know, he'd be a good vampire for Blade to hunt. So I'm not sure how far, and I'm sure people are making a big deal over rated R in PG-13 because Marvel has never done a rated R anything right. because they want to make a lot of money for Disney. So I wonder if, uh, yeah, I wonder if, if Blade will be that movie or if it's going to be just a, you know, a PG-13 version of a vampire a PG-13 romp. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's going to have the death sequences that, that this, this one movie has. Yeah, definitely not. How I many people think, yeah. got split in half or had their head cut off in this or that stabbed being said, in the heart? That being said, Blade, at the end of the day, is a vampire hunter. So, like, they're what going you to do? have to, yeah, they're going to have to, um, yeah. you know, expand and, you know, implement that yeah. into the MCU world. You know, I read for Blade 2 that in order for this movie to keep its rated R rating, they had to make the blood of the Reaper a different color. Because if it was red, it was going to be rated X. Like, it was going to go past R, which is insane oh, to me. yeah. And I was trying to think of where the Reaper blood comes out. But, like, I think Their there's butts? one guy who... Yeah. Well, there's one guy who literally rips himself. He's nailed to a wall. Yeah. And he slices his, like, scrotum, like, oh to cr- crawl upwards. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, in a weird, like, exorcist, yeah. like, type of way. That it, was one of the creepiest you know, scenes, I've seen. I wonder if that's also why, the even when he kills, like, Ron Perlman, they... I know they disintegrate in, in the lore of vampires, but I wonder if that's why they had those sequences happen very quickly, too, because they couldn't just have... Yeah, just a, a vamp- bunch of gore. Yeah, yeah, they even went as far as to have uh, uh, Blade's love interest in the movie die in a sunset. Uh, yes. Like, I want to see the outside or something. That also happened um, in 30 Days of Night as well, too. Yeah, that's, like, a great way to die. A great way to die for a vampire. <laughs> but I'm excited for Blade I, in whatever iteration. I, 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 I think am excited. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for Master Lee to be Blade. I am interested in who they're going to hire or what the tone of the movie is or how much this is affected in the MCU. Because you're right, it's it's killing vampires. So you assume it is it in the be, underbelly of some fucked up place. It already throws you at your PG-13, like even just saying that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, so like having to do... I mean, what are PG-13 movie vampire movies out right now? Like, that would literally just be to the Twilight yeah. movies. Or what we do in the shadows. Like, what funny. We, what we do in the shadows is... Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, see, like, I don't know if you're going to take that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that, it's that, fucking strong. Yeah, you inhaled your own hand sanitizer. Um, but, but I think also there's a big part of... Uh, of of the MCU where they want to make the make the movie like a an analogy or a metaphor for something else. So I look forward to see what the metaphor for vampires will be in the MCU version. Like that's they they they're leaning into that. Like they I don't think they'll just make a 
movie like this or like a movie where there's just a very clear there's a vampire you have to kill him right yeah there's gonna, gonna make be something it, scientific yeah it's oh like that's a, true it's gonna be grounded in science right yeah it's because some virus that makes you suck blood and yeah. it just like or you know, it alien or vampires or something or yeah or like other worldly vampires yeah. like dr strange's like you know multiverse thing will probably like that's, rip that's a, a great prediction that's because a good if, way to put him in yeah we're, we're talking about dr strange multiverse we're talking about blade and we're talking about um scarlet witch and they kind of lean more on the mythical well, and you're going to need to introduce a whole lot more like vampires and mutants and like you're about to get a whole lot weirder Werewolves. in the Marvel yeah, in the Marvel universe for sure. So that's exciting. A, a new chapter. I, I like that idea. I think uh, they've already proven that the, what, uh, what, what are they calling it? The space stuff works well. Yeah, the, cosmic stuff. the cosmic stuff works well. So maybe this, uh, this magic stuff works that's well. That's totally true. I mean, because I mean, the, ma- the space stuff, we're all on the fence on whenever you know, Guardians, right? Thor and Thor, Guardians yeah. was, was announced. Like we were like, what? How's that going to work? Like you know, because everything's so gra- not just yeah. yeah. They've just through the grounded stuff out the window. Yeah, right? yeah, I think yeah. at that point, you're, anything anything's game. But again, like you're you're thinking, you know, monsters in the mm-hmm. in the mythical sense, like vampires and stuff, like coming in here, and you're just like, wait, what? Yeah, a whole race of vampires, and then of course, like we assume there's going to be X Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Man, this world is starting to get really small. Uh-huh. It's getting crowded here on it's Earth. Crowded. Um, but cool. Yeah. Any final thoughts on blade two? No blade two is the electric um, boogaloo blade two <laughs> is the uh, pinnacle of the blade franchise. Everyone, if they haven't seen it, they should definitely give it a watch, especially if you're a fan of the, um, if you're a fan of the Marvel comic character, or if you're just a fan of Marvel in general, it's really cool to see that these were low budget Marvel movies before the big ones came out. Mm. I think it came out around the same time as the first Spider-Man movie did this, this one, like the same year, I think yeah. it was 2002. Yeah. It, yeah, it was like almost like counter programming for that kind of superhero. Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Andrew, you have any thoughts? Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, I kind of didn't want to watch this movie because I knew it was going to be very dated, but it was actually again more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's got a pretty, um, I think, a sleeper cast. Like, I don't think if people were to watch this movie, they'd be like, "Damn, there's some good I know all in these here. people." Yeah, and so um, I think it helped contribute. To to the, their journeys on in, in their career path, but um, yeah, really good movie, really solid movie. Um, it's really cool if you like uh, like kung fu movies because it kind of turns into that when Wesley, Wesley Snipes I feel like just likes to flex his uh, his black belt. Like yeah, he does so, train in that. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like you know that's why um, you see these other vampires fighting each other, but then you see Donnie Yen and Wesley Snipes fight people, and you're like, oh shit! <laughs> like these guys are obviously wanting to showcase their talents, and so um, it's really cool in that sense too. Even if you're not uh, a comic book person or a uh, um you know uh, a comic person or uh you know a gory fa- horror movie fan or whatever but um yeah it's really cool um i think it's uh what um what the, the every blade that comes after has to measure itself up against this is the be- uh, well i mean best one i don't know yeah yeah no it is oh, it definitely is yeah until the mcu one possibly maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I like that Andrew brought up the point. Uh, Ron Perlman, Norman Reedus, and Donnie Yen are like staples in the genre film and TV mm. pop culture franchise. And this is them all together um, with Wesley Snipes. Uh, so that's that's what's, that's really special. And then it's directed by Guillermo del Toro, who is yeah. also another staple in the genre um, film franchises. So I think that's that's a, it's a really in, a fun watch. Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus are still working together yeah. today Even on David Dead Stranding. Like has um, a hand in most. Guillermo del Toro and, Maria, right. Dark and, Knight. and Ron Perlman still. And so it, it, it helps forge these these friendships and relationships that have 
Still They're all together. It's a it's a mini Avengers in a in a way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just Avengers, as good Avengers of genre. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other thing I want to say, uh, it looks like according to this that uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, so first of all, the uh, uh, the new Blade is not in Phase Four. It is much later than that. Yeah, it's Phase Five. Um, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Wesley Snipes would be in the movie. Apparently, he says that he has talked with Marvel about being in them. I don't know to what capacity. I but, can see him being Whistler. Or something. Yeah. Like a new, a new version of Whistler. Like that would be really cool. That'd yeah, be a I don't little think, homage. Yeah, because Marvel doesn't really canonize older. Like Kevin Feige is very like, this is our own thing. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is different. They do not want so to. He's not going to be Blade. Actually, I mean, well, he's probably eating those words because they're going to canonize Deadpool. That's true. They are because yeah. it made money and Blade made money too. Right, so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Who knows? It's Who funny. Knows? We just talked about Tom Cruise and uh, Mission Impossible, but in, in, in a smaller way, Wesley Snipes also had a lot of ownership over Blade. Um, so, oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows? Cool. All right. Well, what do you guys have to plug? Um, nothing. Just listen to your. Uh, I know. I say nothing, and then just and then go here. On to, yeah. <laughs> um, listen to all your Duffin Pod podcasts. Um, you know, Revenge of the Sequel, Countdown to Infinity, Countdown to Skywalker, um, Skywalker. Sitting Room. We're podcasting a lot during the COVID nineteen whatever we're calling this. What are we calling it? Pandemic or shut? What is so, it? The pandemic. The 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 quarantine. This, this, the shut-in? It's weird that know. this is something we're probably going to remember for a long time and tell our kids we went through. Isn't yeah. that weird? Because it never totally happened. Huh. Um, Unless um, it happens every year now or whatever. Unless we don't make... Or we, yeah, or we, or like, we don't have kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, do that. And then obviously, you know, um, take care of yourselves, guys. Come on. Uh, just wash your hands. Stay home if you don't need to go out. Um, you know... Just take care of each other, really, and don't be don't be hoarding stuff, uh, especially toilet paper, because it's hard to get some toilet paper even on our end. So shit. So um, don't so shit less is what yeah, he meant. Shit less, shit less, or maybe just wipe less. Work hard and shit less. <laughs> shit more, wipe less. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, um, in all seriousness, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, and um, we hope to get you through this very difficult time that we're all going help through. Help get you through it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Help get through through it. We're also developing a cure, me and Andrew. We're we haven't trying. started yet. We have to start medical school first. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. that was postponed because of know. the virus. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything that John said. Listen to all the pods. We're releasing so many of them, some of them from behind the paywall to help get everyone through this time. If you're bored and just needing to listen or have something in the background. You know, I've heard some people listen to our podcasts while they're um, watching their kids or trying to go to bed because we put them to sleep. Um, <laughs> That's uh, a, good, a, good, a good thing to do, guys. But there's also a lot of our listeners who are quarantined, um, probably honestly most of our listeners are probably quarantined i would hope so. anywhere in there the world go. i would hope so um but yeah andrew what do you have to plug um nothing with all of you plugged for sure Vampires. um i am furloughed and so you can't visit me hey at my workplace <laughs> so um non-essential is what I, they call me and meanwhile i'm essential as fuck you <laughs> are essential AF. yeah you know at some point we're gonna have to have a letter saying that podcasting is essential that way they let us you know because <laughs> they're gonna arrest you before you get yeah, done. They get arrested every yeah. time we record. Our our studio is shut down. So. Yes, that's very that's that's awesome. Because there's a lot of people who go in, in there. And, do you guys like Skype? I no? um I do like Skype. I'm actually gonna ask you about like um how do we do this whenever this like whenever the level gets the so, shit has the fan. Yeah, I, even I, more. I 
we can try it. I think we, uh, last Monday I tried it with Randy and we couldn't really figure it out to a good quality. So I just drove over to his house and <laughs> recorded and like, did it. Yeah. Um, hopefully we don't get to that, but I assume we can do it. It's just, oh, you have a recorder. Yeah, we do have a, I don't know, uh, a flute. I might leave. You know what I'll do today? Do like a Dropbox thing where you can we can just like mm-hmm. kind of record. Because that's the my problem with Skype is just the audio quality is really it bad. Sucks. Yeah, and then if we do the thing we did with a uh, Kaufman a couple of years ago, the, like the delay, the echo, yeah, it's a delay. You know, so, we have to call into each other technically. You know I mean? think like, what we could do is Skype just so we can talk to each other. But if you have a recorder, actually record the audio. Via yeah, that, and, you mix and it. then we mix it later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All That's right, well, guys, really, we figured that out. That actually, I mean, well, yeah, we figured that out right I'll on record the at home, you record here. But that's really funny because you <laughs> look like you're like, this is, that's daunting. <laughs> I think we should try it. Bit. We can definitely try yeah. it. We're not sick right now, so I think this may be sustainable for a little bit longer. Um, up until martial law and... Oh, yes. All that stuff. But hey, guys, we'll see you later. Later, guys. Stay Adios. safe. Bye.